PDPW On Demand. Here's Bill Baker. This week's PDPW podcast is a little different because we're celebrating, and for no real apparent reason. Our guest is a familiar voice, Tom Thibodeau, who says, if there's any time to celebrate, it's right now. So let's join Tom for this week's celebration. Cool and the gang had a hit song, and everyone who's listening will remember some of the lyrics. Celebrate good times, come on. And then it goes on. There's a party going on right here. A celebration for last throughout the years. So bring your good times and your bad times too. We're going to have a party to celebrate with you. It's a good time to come together. It's up to you. What's your pleasure? Everyone around the world, come on. It was kind of an anthem of people trying to bring people together around the understanding of celebration. We don't have to tell people to work any harder than they are. Right now, in terms of this podcast, has been heard by many people in the agricultural community who could not add one more hour of work to their schedule if they wanted to. And when they have a moment of leisure, oftentimes they're thinking about as the next task that has to be completed particularly at this time of harvest and when you get up early and you work late and all of us who live close to rural communities see tractors, lights in the farms at night harvesting corn, wheat, and soybeans, as well as in the early mornings when you drive. Now you see the lights on the barn as people are already out milking at 4 to 35 o'clock. So work is not a problem. The country works continuously. If you spend time at an airport, you see, when you fly in late at night, here are people just coming to work to make sure that the planes are refueled and the airport is cleaned and you're ready and that transportation goes on 24-7. In fact, we live in a 24-7 world. So we learn a work ethic, but do we learn a celebration ethic? What's amazing during COVID is that we lost our celebrations. We lost our opportunities for birthday parties and anniversaries. Children lost their graduations, high school kids, their homecomings, uh, people who are finishing up work. There was no retirement parties to gather at. Award banquets were canceled. Conferences were put on hold. Community gatherings around food were already dismissed. Uh, church dinners became drive throughs And, of course, even tailgating in parking lots where baseball or football was celebrated, they, too, were canceled. Human beings are both sacred and social, and, rec- and celebrations recognizes both. So does Hallmark. Hallmark recognizes our need for celebrations monthly. Uh, in January, Hallmark comes out with cards and there's streamers about New Year's Eve. In mid-January, there's Martin Luther King holiday. And now February hosts the national celebration called the Super Bowl, in which we eat more junk food than any other day in in the country and come together around our TV sets. We recognize President's Day. Back in the day, we would call that the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, two of our most memorable presidents. In February, we have Valentine's Day, a day in which cards are bought and flowers are shared and people remember the people they love. March brings us St. Patrick's Day or in the Italian community, St. Joseph's Day, other ways in which bring people together to celebrate their heritage, their ethnic backgrounds. Isn't it amazing? Every ethnic community has some way in which to celebrate their ancestors, to 
those ethnic celebrations that get handed down from generation to generation. March also now has given us what we come to recognize as March Madness, and people start filling out basketball pools, even in Congress, where they can't agree upon much. They agree upon, well, let's have a basketball pool. In April, we recognize Easter, the beginning of spring, new life for high school students. Prom is one of those times of passage in which you're starting to grow up and put on classy clothes and wonder what it's like to become an adult. May we stop and remember our mothers on a very special day, followed by graduations, and then Memorial Day, which is no longer a three-day shopping spree, Memorial Day, in which we stop and remember all of our veterans from all of our wars and all who have served us so admirably. June gives way to Father's Day in the beginning of summer vacations. In July, the 4th of July, when the whole nation comes together for parades in small towns and larger places where people gather under the flag and proudly sing together our national anthem and then watch children play ball and end the day when the sky is filled with fireworks. It's an amazing day, and we missed it for two years, but now we've come back out and recognized that we need each other more than ever before. August gives us a back-to-school sales, and all of a sudden, summer is coming to a close, and you find the, the last time that families get together and start cooking out with each other and say goodbye to the summer. September gives us Labor Day, in which we stop and remember all those people who have built this nation, all those people who put together the railroads, all those people who feed us each and every day, all those people who create the infrastructure of highways, and high-speed Internet, all those people whose hard work each and every day makes our lives possible. In October, there's the excitement that comes with Halloween. Now it has become the second largest holiday in the United States. People putting on masks, although I don't find that very exciting, having to put on one more mask, but children do, particularly if it belongs to a superhero. November 11th. We always remember Armistice, the day, the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. We remember our veterans. It's an amazing every day is Veterans Day. November gives us, in the Midwest anyway, deer hunting, one of the most sacred holidays of the whole year, circled by families every year. When are we going to go out to the deer camp and retell the stories of our ancestors and have the opportunity for a hunt? And then it's followed by Thanksgiving. It's an amazing Thanksgiving Day, a celebration that Abraham Lincoln initiated in this country in the midst of the Civil War. In the midst of our dividedness, Lincoln knew it was important to bring people together to celebrate all that we've been given in this country. December gives way to Christmas and music and lights and times of past. And we look forward to continuing to celebrate these holidays of giftedness with each other. Celebrations give us time to gather and honor our common humanity. Celebrations are critical to our social life. One of the most terrible terms, I think, that was social isolation this last year. We hunger to be in the presence of other people, not a lot of people, but some people that we need social contact with each other. In fact, what we understand is this, the experience of loneliness on a regular basis has the same physical effects as smoking a pack of cigarettes today.
We need each other for our health and well-being, not only individually, but communally. Celebrations recognize our civic life, how our communities come together and recognize our young people or our elders, how our community comes together and recognizes our, our heritage, whether it be Polish, Norwegian, Hmong, Vietnamese, German, French, all of us have something to offer to the fabric of this country, and it's expressed in our celebrations. And most importantly, celebrations are critical to family life. When you want to know how a family operates, look at their celebrations. Isn't it rather interesting when you marry into another family, you marry into a whole family of celebrations. Each family has their own that have been passed down. And you don't become a member of that family until you've been invited to family reunions and picnics and dinners and Thanksgiving where you hear the stories and learn the songs and hear the tragedies of generations past. This last year in the cross, we held the 60th year in a row, a celebration of Oktoberfest. One of the largest Oktoberfest celebrations in the country where 100,000 people gather along the streets in this little river town called La Crosse. 100,000 people, and they watch high school bands, and they watch different companies that are displaying their their wares, and they have uh, the media outlets that are playing music, or the people that are producing our weather and our news are walking through the parade, and members of our community but the one group that gets more honor and attention than any others are the Vietnam veterans. Men now, mostly in their late 60s and early 70s, walking with great difficulty, but with a tremendous amount of honor. And the whole crowd, 100,000 people from beginning to end, stand and clap and salute and honor people who served but who were not celebrated when we returned in the 1970s. It's never too late to celebrate goodness and valor. We need to do the same now for our veterans from Iraq and people who served in Afghanistan. It's important, as we recognized last year, to see where nurses and doctors were walking home on the streets of New York City and people came out with dish pans and pots and pans and pounded on them and hooted and hollered and sang to honor the people who are working 16, 18 hours a day to stop the spread of disease. I think we need to, again, honor our farmers in times of harvest and in planting, where the community comes out and recognizes those people who feed us for a lifetime, do it in an unassuming way, but their work needs to be celebrated. There are four different stages to celebration, and I think it's, it's, it might be helpful just to recognize how important it is in our lives. First, there's a level of anticipation. What is it that you need to celebrate next? Every grandparent right now is looking forward to when they can see their grandchildren for the next time because it's been too long. Families are, again, looking to the possibility of gathering for Thanksgiving. People are asking themselves, will it be safe for me to travel at Christmas time and see the people that I love? We all need a sense of anticipation. What is it that we can look forward to? The second stage of celebration is preparation. If we prepare well, we can celebrate well. 
third part is to celebrate well. Celebrate. We all need moments in which we have good food and beverages. We need to have moments in which music lifts our spirits and words of inspiration and honor are spoken to each other. We need to learn to celebrate well, to linger, to savor the moments of goodness in our lives. A life lived well needs celebrated well, and that's why we look forward to now funerals as a celebration of life or a new life that comes into the world, welcoming a child and sharing with that child the abundance of our gifts, wishing that child only well for themselves to celebrate at the end of a life when someone says that their work is now finally formally finished and to recognize and to thank them for the efforts that they have made to make sure that our electricity works, that our plumbing is in place, that our roads were constructed, that our food was prepared for us and grown by human hands. And finally, celebration always demands appreciation. At the end of a long day of celebration, to sit on the couch with the people that you love, look around and smile and say, it was a good day. It was a good life. It's been a good year. Celebrate good times, come on. There's a party going on right here. It's time to celebrate. Joy and celebration are human needs that need not be neglected but need to be anticipated, prepared for, celebrated well, and given thanks. Here, here, and here's to celebrating today. Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau for today's message. Tom, a distinguished professor of servant leadership at Viterbo University. And for archived podcasts and more on-demand programs, and for more on the professional development for today's dairy producer, head to PDPW's free website at pdpw.org. Until next time, have a safe and productive week.